Hey there, party people. Shady gang, welcome back to the Fireside Chat. On 86.5, The Vibe. It's your boy, Jackie C. And Shade. And we just wanted to say we're glad to have you. Shade, how was your vacation? My vacation was amazing. It was more of a, a retreat than a vacation. Um, we kind of went to my, my band, or at least uh, my singer and I, uh, we went to go see uh, his yogi uh, in West Virginia, um, what is it? Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, and it's apparently known for the water uh, in the area. It's this like magical healing hot spring, essentially, and um, just about everything in the the area revolves around the water. And I can see why it is a magical beautiful wonderful place very peaceful very quiet everyone is very very friendly um and if you're looking for a place to go to kind of stay there check out the country inn um i didn't actually stay there but i went there for dinner um not this night but last night uh and the people there are so wonderful they're so friendly they showed me all the rooms or at least this one girl she showed me a couple of different rooms and they look beautiful, so definitely highly recommend. That's cool. I'm glad you had a great time. I hope you all are having a great week as well. Um, ooh, you know, eh, I'll talk about that later. Okay, so okay. today, guys, we have um, a lot on our plate. We're going to talk about the VP debate. The debate. The Michigan militia and their um, plans for Governor Whitmer. Uh, oh. We also got questions about is Trump's odds to win, what we think about that. So we'll get into that. And um, we also got a question about is ghosting okay? So oh, okay. that should be fun for Virtual Dating Plus. Those are some fantastic marshmallows. And then um, baseball, we're going to hit that on the rundown as well as PS5 backwards compatibility. Um, and so, yeah, I say we just hop right into it. Shade. Um, first and foremost, you all know, we're going to start spooky season every which way, the right way, AKA some two sentence horror for you. Shade, are you ready for it? Absolutely. And with are that you said, sure? absolutely. And with that said, of course, please like subscribe, follow, share all those things, people. And let's jump right into it. So two sentence horror of the day, and it is by. Someone over there, 42, on Reddit. And it goes, It was not the discovery that God was dead that truly disturbed humanity. It was the fact that he had clearly committed suicide. Oh. That's dark. Everything going on today, too, like, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, our quote of the day is... Um, Oh, you're going to love this one. It's, uh, you are entitled to your own opinion, 
but not your own facts by Michael Richard Pence. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was... Um, that was something last night. What a way I to, thought it was good. What did you What did you think, Shane? What a way to say fake news. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Wonderful quote. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, what were your thoughts on the debate? What were your takeaways? Well, so you know, I was I was gone, um, so I didn't really get to see all of the debate, but I have watched some highlights, got some. Um, feedback from various news sources as well things like that and um honestly from from the sound of it it sounded like they both did very very well um even looking at the highlights it was um a much more palatable debate than what we saw with uh our presidential counterparts there Mm. um so it, it was kind of refreshing to see um they both seemed very confident. That was very nice to see as well. Um, I honestly, they they did a better job of explaining uh, their sides' personal kind of um, objectives and goals and plans. Um, I did notice that uh, Harris, right? Harris, yeah, she Harris. she didn't. Um, she didn't answer one question that I've really been curious about myself that Pence asked, which was um, about whether or not they're planning on stacking the Supreme Court. Um, I feel that that question still needs to be answered, but I think the reason that it's not being answered is pretty obvious. The The answer is, yeah, that's the plan. I don't know if they have a plan for whether or not they want to stack the Supreme Court. I think most Americans... Don't want to see that. Most Americans are rather just like, if the Supreme Court makes a decision, you know, that they don't like, you know, they take away Roe v. Wade or something. It just turns a generation of Americans blue. But no, I thought, um, well, my first takeaway was Pence, he uh, he looked like he could play like death in Supernatural. He looked like the <laughs> Grim Reaper. And that fly definitely didn't help. Landing no. on him like... Yeah, he was you, like... I, I immediately like, thought of Pestilence from when they were doing the Horseman. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. another good one. Pence as a four horseman. That, those are not bad. Um, I thought they both dodged a number of questions, uh, especially about their, uh, their running mate's health. And then, like you said, she refused to answer they court packing. They did dodge that, didn't? Which they? was huge. I think they should just. I think they should just come out and say no. I think yeah. that like people say it'll deflate the base. I'm like, no, it won't. Like the the base at this point, like you've seen everything. You know that Donald Trump is up to. I promise you, you don't need to. You know, promise or do anything crazy to um, to make that happen. But then he also had a huge moment where he refused to commit whether or not a woman would still have the right to choose or whether he hopes that that's for a woman in the future. He, he said well, he was unapologetically pro-life. I was going to say, he, never, I, he, he does not seem to be the kind saying, of... Like, I hope it's you know nationwide ban. I hope that my state... They asked him, what do you hope... If Roe v. Wade is struck down, what do you want to see your state do in regards to abortion? And so, you know, Pence is clearly a very uh, um, passionate individual, uh, especially about things of, of that nature. He's made that very apparent. And I'm sure that he, not that I can speak for him, but I'm, I'm sure he would be happy if it were a national thing. I'm sure, too. Um, but I thought that was telling. And I thought that Kamala, 
had a lot of moments where Senator Harris, I thought she had a lot of moments where she should have hammered it home and been like, hey, like, women across the country, uh, Vice President Pence thinks that he can make decisions about your body better than you can. Or there was a moment where he even, um, there was even like pre-existing conditions that they had talked about. And she didn't press him at all on that, saying, you know, like, hey, if you have pre-existing conditions, they want to get rid of your health care. The truth be told, they're in court right now trying to strike down Obamacare. Um, and then he also argued that they had a health care plan that was better than Obamacare. If I were her, I would have asked him simply, did you have a better plan when the Republican House rejected your plan in 2017? Or did you have a better plan when the Republican Senate rejected your plan <laughs> um, or your repeal of Obamacare because you did not have a plan or did you just come out with a plan now, you know, one month before the election, you just come up with something on the spot for the sake of this debate. You know, what, what is it? So I thought that there were moments where she should have really hammered him. I thought he did a good job really highlighting the Supreme court thing. I thought uh, like, you know, that was huge. I thought the irony award of the night went to him. And I question whether the hyperbole award of the night goes to her or not. But the irony award was when he said, stop playing politics with people's lives. Hmm. Referring to her um, about the, uh, the vaccine. And the truth be told, most Americans would tell you if the doctors, if Trump says yes, and he's, you know, strong arming the DHS and, what not they're not going to feel comfortable taking it but if dr fauci that's a trusted man right now if he says yeah you guys should take it i think a number of americans yeah i think most americans feel that way um it's nothing against donald trump like donald trump could say take it and fauci could say take it and then i think most americans would take it but if fauci says no and trump says yes i think most americans like Senator Harris are are gonna say absolutely not. But absolutely. for him to say something about playing politics with people's lives, like after what we've seen with the pandemic, I I was just shocked. At, and then you know the at whole, times it does kind they, of seem like they they don't want you to listen to Donald Trump even if the doctors say to. I'm sure that that's not the case, but it does kind of sound like that sometimes. Well, the way she said it made it sound like that, I thought. But I also thought, like, you, if you do a good job, if you listen to the whole of what she said... Uh, it's listen to the doctors. Yeah, listen to the doctors. Donald Trump isn't a doctor. He's not a... So he doesn't even like the science. So listen to the doctors. And Donald Trump and the doctors could agree. And so... But for him to say, stop playing politics with people's lives, it was just ironic as politics are being played with people's lives in Washington as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Trump and Pence have more to do with what goes on in Washington than someone who's not currently in Washington as far as uh, Vice, President, Vice President Biden goes. And then Senator Harris is, you know, just one senator in, a, in the minority party. And so... Very, very interesting. The hyperbole award, though, she argued that cor the coronavirus response by this White House was the largest failure in U.S. history. Did she say that? Yes. Wow. Uh, thoughts on that, Shade? 
That's a big statement. <laughs> Huge. Uh, um, I I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's. So, uh, gr- granted, we could have easily done way better with how our COVID response has been. We all know that. It's apparent with just what's going on in the rest of the world in comparison to where we're at right now. However, I don't necessarily know that we knew what to do, that our cabinet, or that Donald Trump's, rather, cabinet knew what to do, or what say you. Like, um, I wouldn't call it the biggest failure of the entirety of the United States. Like maybe we made some mistakes and maybe it wasn't the best response, but again, biggest mistake ever. That's big. So I would argue by the numbers, she has an argument to be made. However, I would argue that the numbers, like there were going to be a number of people lost regardless of what the U S government did. So the only question is, and I think, I think um, Yale said that they had a study where they said like 50,000 Americans would still be like 30,000 or something. Like there would be a, a number of Americans still alive, but I would argue like, you know, like people in New Orleans would probably say, you know, short term memory, Katrina. I mean, they waited for days. For the U.S. to do, like, think about it, like, the Superdome, like, you couldn't just airlift something, like, Berlin airlift, you know, happens in 62, 63, we couldn't airlift anything to our own U.S. city that's underwater, and so a lot of folks in New Orleans and Louisiana would say, well, I'd argue that one, and then, you know, obviously nobody around here was alive at that point in time, but the government's response to... Uh, the government's response to under the Hoover administration to the great depression turned a generation of Americans blue. Hmm. It was so bad. Remember he Hmm. said, I don't have, you know, it's not really my responsibility, the economy and Americans were like, what? And there was no response virtually by the U S government for all of the unemployment and homelessness and poverty during the great depression. So I would say that I would say that the response, you know, you could argue that it's up there, but like I said, I I don't know if I would say that it was number one. I've always, but I think, you know, for the purposes of sound clips, I guess, you know, I've always personally seen the biggest mistake of us history to be the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's more of a personal understanding. I just, I don't agree with, mass citizen slaughter i think that that's wrong well i I think that she was more referring to an american response to a catastrophe or pandemic of some kind oh okay so like 9-11 or pearl harbor yeah or like uh you know spanish flu USS Maine, coronavirus, you could, Great Depression. You could argue Great Recession. That Hiroshima and Nagasaki were the response to Pearl Harbor. I would say the war in the war as a whole do little more. So um the detonation of the bomb from a humanitarian standpoint and from a historical standpoint, most people don't know this, but the Japanese were about to surrender the bomb is more so dropped as a display of power 
to Russia and, you know, we kind of use, you know, two Japanese cities as kind of like a sacrifice to show off that tremendous power. And honestly, we're the only two. Everybody has, everybody throughout history has gotten nukes. America is so scared of somebody using them like North Korea or Iran. But it's odd because, you know, people get them and they, they never use them. Like it's a terrible weapon that's almost just like a deterrent. Like, almost like being armed with a, you know, right. your Second Amendment right. Maybe it's every M- maybe every country has a Second Amendment right. I don't know. That's a discussion for, you know, a different day. But like you said, I, th- I thought they both did well in their own rights. Um, Pence showed strength on, you know, taxes. And I thought he showed, you know, strength on defense, you know, what, you know, Republicans would have liked. And I thought he did a good job making it about Joe Biden. And like I said, I think she did a great job with, you know, science, humanity, appealing to people's better angels. But I think she could have done better with, you know, forcing Pence into tight positions and really swinging away. But I don't think she was looking for a knockout punch. I think at this point, the Biden administration is looking to take a knee and cruise into Election Day. I don't know that that's the best idea, in my opinion, but that seems like that's what they plan on doing. I will say this. I don't think it's going to have a large effect on the polls, number one. And I'll end with this. I think that most Americans, after what they saw at the VP debate versus the presidential debate, wish that the VPs were the heads of their ticket. I think most Americans wish Mike Pence was the Republican nominee. And most Americans, like if you had like a broad poll amongst all Americans... Uh, not just a Republican nominee. If everybody in America could vote in both nominations or could just like, you know, go I right would now, accept Kamala Harris. I would think most people, yeah. yeah, would pick Kamala Harris over Joe Biden. Yeah, definitely. And I think most people would say, yeah, probably Mike Pence over Donald Trump. He just, yeah. he displayed all of the things that Trump doesn't. He, think about it. He <laughs> yeah. was, no, but he was the defense of Trump. He went he out really there was. representing Trump, but represented him in a, in a beautiful way, he painted. He made conservatism appealing to some extent. You know, he showed to some extent gentility. Obviously, you know there were yeah. moments where he chose to, you know, I guess disrespect the moderator or taco. And I think some people made a big deal about that. I personally thought that that happens a lot in debates. Yeah, it's but pretty you normal. know, I guess it struck a tone with women. I asked a lot of my women, my you know friends who are girls. I was like, hey, like, did you? did you notice this? Cause I had read about it in an article and uh, a lot of them said, yeah, they did. Um, but I thought, like I said, for the most part, it, when you compare them to Trump, That's so you much can't better say, than yeah, Trump. You, you definitely can't say anything there. And so I think that's, I think that's all I really thought, you know, about the debate. Um, you know, Trump just pulled out of the next debate. Did he? Yeah, that's a that's a conversation for a little bit later, though. When we talk about you know Trump's odds to win, but um, our next topic is actually uh, Governor Whitmer. It's odd how she stays in the national highlight or in the national spotlight. I feel like it's kind of unfair to her. Um, I don't know how you feel. I was telling someone earlier that I feel like it's. Like, she first made the national spotlight. She was getting inaugurated, and everybody was like, and she wore, like, this dress. And she's, like, a very, you know, attractive woman. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, her in this dress, blah, blah, blah. And that was how she made 
headline. Somebody from like a local Fox station wrote like this article talking about her dress or something. They got fired. And, and I just feel like she's always in the news. And I feel like it's never fair to her. And this time it's also once again not fair to her. A, uh, a militia group, I guess they have white supremacist ties. A, a militia group in Michigan had plans to build a bomb, detonate it, um, to what? draw police attention away from the governor's, you know, vacation home, and then kidnap the governor. What? Try her in Wisconsin. They wanted to take her to a safe place in, Lo- in Wisconsin, try her, and then execute her. What? Wait, what? What, what? is right? No way. <laughs> and execute her? And execute her. So, regardless of the results because, yeah, of the trial, yeah, like she's not even really gonna, yeah, anyway. like just some foolishness, honestly, some, some, some real foolishness. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but that's just ridiculous. Like, no, I mean, that's it's better terrifying. to laugh. I mean, the only other thing to do is cry. Like, yeah, no, seriously, like, that's honestly, I'd be afraid for my life if I were her. She probably, <laughs> she probably is. Like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I think I think what it's is the world coming to? What are we doing? I I don't know. Um, it's really strange. It's just it's really you know the uh, the FBI or Homeland Security they re- they released a report saying that the biggest threat to the biggest threat to Americans right now, like American safety, was actually white supremacists domestic terror and a lot of people laughed and now it's one of those things where you can't laugh and i wonder if that moment the president had at that debate where they asked him to denounce white supremacy he was like stand stand down stand by blah 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 whatever he said and then his he should have like i told you didn't i tell you he should have had a press conference where he came out and emphatically denounced it in front of the entire world i think he has since denounced white supremacy he did a few years back i had heard but it was like a it was something low-key it didn't really i don't know why it didn't it didn't even make headlines on fox like the president denounces white supremacy i mean the president's done a few things that you know what you would have thought would have made headlines like he had done something for uh he had done something for black businesses two years ago or so and it was really hard to find, but um, I found a few articles talking about it. And, but like I said, that was like two or three. That was before this most recent thing he had done. And but you done you didn't hear about it at all. And so he has denounced it before, but it's like whenever he gets asked about it in like prime time, it's a fumble. And it it's really I think for a lot of his advisors, it's frustrating. Well, because it, how is it? A, it's like, seriously, they're handing him the ball and he just won't take it. Do you denounce white supremacy? <laughs> yes, I denounce white supremacy. It's I denounce really any groups easy. that want to harm, that want to bring harm to America, yeah, any to her groups, people, man. like any hate group, be it they from, be it, he could even add, be it from the left or be it they from the right. He could include Antifa if he wants. Yeah. But the fact like he... Like I said, I don't know. So I feel like because of that, and I don't know, I'm interested to see how the media plays, you know, his refusal to now, denounce he's it. He's just gotten out of with, the hospital, is that correct? On Wednesday? That's the thing. 
I was just about the when we okay, so we might as well move into Trump's reelection chances. He's taken away anybody's ability to feel sorry for him because he checked himself out. He went on that Twitter tirade. Oh, he checked he, himself out. He checked Did himself out. The doctors out. not okay. It. The doctors. So I guess he decided to. There's no word on whether the doctors okayed it or not. The point is, the doctors can't hold you if you say you want to go. And he said he wants to go. And then, you know, remember he had that trip he took a, around, um, he took a stroll in the car or whatever to, um, he took a stroll in the car to, you know, go see people, I guess, you know, and show he was doing okay. And it was like, you know, you should have been resting and in bed. And now I guess all the people he in that definitely car. definitely shouldn't be going to go see people. All the people in the car now, I guess, are quarantined. COVID. And he comes out and he says, you know, oh yeah, don't be afraid to live your lives. You can beat it too. And it's like, well, you have the best health care in, the, in world. the world. Yeah, and you're trying to take away American health care. And so I feel like from, for the purposes of his advisors, I feel like they just, like, they don't understand like at this point i feel like like if i was an advisor like i would be on my knees begging trump like i don't understand i don't understand why you do these things <laughs> or like his like he called kamala harris a monster today well he did yeah like after the debate i guess he i don't know if he tweeted it or just said it but he was like kamala harris is a monster and people like and she was speaking they didn't take it well <laughs> like they're like oh i guess you know you're threatened by you know an intelligent woman and it's like Pence treated her with dignity and class last night and grace for the most part. I thought they were very cordial. He got, you know, his marks were anywhere from the lowest you could score him with how he treated her was like 80%. He was, he was good. And when you compare it to Trump and you see stuff like this, it's like, you just reminded of the foolishness. And so I don't know. They asked, so we got a question about Trump's chances of winning I think it's dismal, but it's not impossible. The no debate thing is foolish. He needs, he needs opportunities to, to make it about Joe Biden, and he needs opportunities to highlight what he can do for the American economy and what he can do for your pocketbook. Without that, he's done. That's the only reason anybody would elect him at this point. Either you're a white supremacist or you like what he can do for the for the for your money. I think. And, you know, maybe conservatism, Supreme Court, you know, I guess there are, you know, a number of people. And this is, you know, once again, going back to Joe and Kamala, say you're not going to pack the Supreme Court. Most Americans do not want to see it. Say, you know. Even if you're lying, just say it. I wouldn't lie about it because it'll come back and get you in the midterms. You'd be a one term yeah, president. Most Americans do not agree with packing the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court makes a now if the Supreme Court takes strikes down Roe v. Wade, maybe most Americans change their mind. You have a change of opinion and well, you go. And you know, so the problem but, with that, and not to make this about Roe v. Wade, but honestly, we just need some real legislation. Yeah. Uh, Scalia said it himself. He said, you know, my job is to interpret the Constitution, some, a document you all haven't amended in over a hundred years. How am I like, how, how are we, how is the constitution? How am I supposed to look? Yeah. What does my job say? What is my job description? Like, and so I always felt for him in that sense. Like if y'all did your jobs, I'm doing my job. If y'all, if there was a constitutional amendment that said women have the right to choose, 
if it wasn't interpreted through the 14th Amendment saying, you know, the right to personal autonomy, the right to your own body is a woman's right to, you know, choose. And it gets balanced out with the life of the unborn child. Yeah, if that wasn't the case, if there was just a constitutional just amendment, amendment. There, it would be it would be done. It would be done. It would. And it I don't know if you have happen. I don't know if you have the numbers for an amendment. But most Americans, I would I saw be surprised if we didn't have the numbers. Well, I saw a poll that like a growing number of Americans, like the pro-life thing is like shrinking. It is. Well, and I'm not, I'm not against the pro-life mentality. I understand the, the significance either. behind a life. Um, and, and I'm not trying to take away from that at all, but I 100% am in favor of the idea that, yes, a woman has a right to her body. Not everybody can be pregnant for nine months. Not everybody can do that. And if, if it's your choice. If that's not what you want for your life, you shouldn't have to force yourself because the government told you to, to do so. Like, that's asinine. Yep. And so... uh so Trump definitely has an advantage with uh, the economy. And then I would say that Trump also has an advantage in the sense he's currently in, so he can govern. His decision to not go for COVID relief with Nancy was a mistake to pull out of those negotiations. But to be fair, he's doing what everybody kind of knew was the case. Nothing was going to happen before. Because right now, a lot of Republicans don't believe he'll be back. So they don't really feel like they have to do anything, he says, right now like as far as like a giant two three trillion dollar cover relief goes but he, what he needs to do is he needs to have republicans in the senate piece together legislation like nancy said she didn't want to meal piece it they need to meal piece it and then put pressure on her to take it up for a vote in the house and then from there you know it's either a democrats block this funding for this group or b this funding for this group bought to you by trump so he's got some things he could do, but he's just not, he's just not very, I don't think his advisors, he's listening to them. And Joe Biden, what Joe Biden needs to be doing is talking about COVID relief, infrastructure, and he needs to be talking about improvements to healthcare. Those need to be the only three things he talks about from now until election day. He needs to let Kamala Harris, she used to be a prosecutor, she needs to be the one going around prosecuting the Trump administration, talking about where they failed where they, you know, haven't, you know, the mistakes they've made, how they've cost you all this way, in this way, in that way. Um, but no, I think as far as, you know, Trump's, as far as Trump's chances go, I think his decision to plot the debate, it's now a town hall for just Joe Biden on national TV. If Joe Biden kills it, if Joe Biden swings and knocks it out of the park, which is a possibility, Especially if he gets a bunch of, you know, a bunch of change-ups, a bunch of, you know, nice slow pitches, nice high and above the plate. He, uh, I think that could be the nail in Trump's coffin, honestly. I think, you know, I think that when you're down, it's like a game of football. When you're down, you got to take every available opportunity to move down the field as quickly as you can and get points. His decision to pull out of that virtual debate it's just a bad look. Every day Trump does something like his thing with Kamala Harris. Every day he does something to remind you that he doesn't have the, he doesn't know how to carry the dignity 
and the grace that comes with the office. If you look at the way that Obama and, you know, Bush, especially Bush was so gracious, even to members of the other party. I remember the way he welcomed speaker Pelosi, um, in her democratic majority and congratulate her on being the first female speaker. That was the first thing he said at his state of the union. It was about others and others he disagreed with. Um, and then, you know, Pence brought up the idea of Scalia and uh, Scalia and RBG. I think a lot of Americans want to get back to that. And I think a lot of Americans know you won't get back to it with Trump. So that it, it is what it is. The truth be told, but um, if Biden wants to get back to those times, he's going to one want to keep the filibuster in place. As unfortunate as that is for a lot of you know, a lot of people know you know a lot of stuff is going to get blocked out. He's probably going to have to keep the filibuster in place, but he definitely can't pack the courts. You pack the courts, the partisan divide in this country is. In my opinion, it'd be too insurmountable to bridge. And so we would just be a country of we swing back from the left to the right to the left to the right. And so um, virtual dating plus. Shade, are you with me? Virtual dating plus. I was going to say, my I favorite believe topic. your favorite topic, I'm going to let you run with it. Is ghosting okay? Oh, what a good question. Um, in my personal opinion, yeah. Um, and so here's why. Ghosting, ghosting is literally just you saying that you are not interested in an individual. There is absolutely no obligation that you have to keep someone in your life. There's not. There's really not at all. Like anybody who wants to speak to somebody else is going to do so. That's just what they're going to do. If you're not interested in having a conversation, why would you? Beyond that, sometimes people are toxic. Sometimes you don't want them in your life. And the only real solution is to ghost. Um, and maybe they're not even intentionally toxic. So I'm not necessarily saying someone that's an abuser, but let's say, for example, you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know, a significant other of some sort um, at some point in your life. And every time that you think about them, you crumble. You crumble to pieces. Not to say that that's necessarily healthy and that you probably should, you should talk to someone. Um, you should honestly get not help, but like you should get help. Um, cause not everything is easy, but you know, if every time you see their name pop up, especially if they want to keep talking to you, that you, you just kind of fall to pieces and you can't handle yourself anymore? Yes, you absolutely have every right to ghost them. If anything, you'll probably find more peace of mind in doing so. Uh, what do you think, Jay? So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm old-fashioned. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I don't like ghosting, but at the same time, I acknowledge that it's the new law of the land. And 
I try not to ghost anybody, but I actually ghosted somebody for the first time ever this year. I don't know why I did it. I feel like I wanted to say something, and then like two days had passed, and I wanted to say something, and I was like, if she texts me again, I'll say something. Then three days passed, and four days passed, and I still hadn't said nothing. She hadn't, you know, double texted me or anything, so I was like, I guess... It is what it is. No, I think um, I think ghosting does psychological damage to people to some extent. Like, you know, like you get ghosted, you never really know why they stopped. Like, did they think you were weird? Did they not find you attractive? And so you kind of got to like, in modern dating, you got to be tough. You got to know, you got to know, you got to look in the mirror and say, I am that person. Because, you know, you get ghosted, you know, you just have to tell yourself they probably ghosted because they found somebody else that they liked. Think about it. Or like Tinder, they just don't you match with five match people. With you, or they just don't like you. That's another one. Maybe they just, maybe they think y'all don't mesh. Maybe they're talking to, you know, five other people. They chose one. Maybe they're getting back with their ex. Maybe they're moving somewhere, you know. My point is, is you just, you know, you have to tell yourself, uh, cause you know, back in, see, we grew up before dating apps became huge. And so we grew up, you know, you were in the same social circle. So you were going to see each other. So you kind of had to give each other an explanation. But these days, like all these dating apps and stuff, you don't really know anybody they know. Like, you know, like just stop talking to them, stop texting them back, shoot, block them. Um, yeah. Uh so is ghosting okay? I think so. I think it's the new wave in society. I don't think you have to feel bad about ghosting anybody, nor do I think you should feel bad about being ghosted. I just think that's the new way of that's the new way of the new way, you know. Agreed. And you know, it it can hurt. I think you're right in saying that. I like that you said that it can kind of cause a little bit of like a, a trauma. I think that that's true. Um, it's not something that I, I would feel guilty about because really that's more of a personal insecurity. Um, so like if you're ghosting someone and you're worried about them feeling bad, like, yeah, you know, they might. But that's not on you that's not your responsibility that's their life and that's their insecurity and it's unfortunate it's sad and um you know hopefully they get the help that they need to kind of feel more secure in themselves at some point as well well i'm gonna challenge that and i'm gonna say it depends on where you're at in the stage because once again we talk about the 28 day rule if you've been, you know, talking back and forth for a month and then one day, you know, you wake up, you just, you know, you you wake up and you're blocked on everything, that's kind of ate up. But at the same time, you know, one, two weeks in, you know, there's no reason to, there's no reason to, you know, feel bad or feel any emotional attachment one, two weeks in, but like we, when we talk about the 28 day rule, I think, you know, you're in, you know, a month, five, six weeks, you know, deep, you've been talking to the person, you know, 
you might have started to catch feelings for them. Maybe you were hoping they caught feelings too. And uh, I guess it just goes back to, you know, how you want to treat others, I suppose. You know, for me, like I said, like, if I got ghosted early, I wouldn't really feel bad. But if we had been talking a while, I'd feel, I'd feel kind of hurt. I'd be like, dang, like I put, you know, time and I put time and, you know, hope and energy into it. But I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Does it, does the time you're ghosting somebody, does that, does that matter? Like if you've been on a few dates, maybe, you know, I think, and then one day they just wake up blocked. Would you, you know, say that that's different than, you know, you've been talking for a week and then just you're unmatched on Tinder? I think that it probably feels different, but it's still there, right? No, it's it's definitely there, right? I think I think that's the important thing to note about ghosting. Like when we talk about is it okay? It's definitely your right, definitely. Um. But once again, it's just like with the whole, if you want to be a beneficiary of, you know, uh, if you want to be a beneficiary of unfaithfulness, if you feel bad about it, maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you should offer the other person an explanation. And if it's happening to you, you know, just know, like I said, nine out of 10 times, I'd say it's probably not even your fault. I, uh, I had one girl ghost me and then she popped back up three months later and she uh, she told me that she was trying to give her ex another chance. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and then it was like, yeah, I just had to give him one more chance, but now I'm good. What's good with you? And I was like, I feel like you kind of, you know, poisoned the water hole. Like, I feel like like we can no longer, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's done now. But so my point is, it's like, you got to think like, but when she first ghosted me, I, I was like, dang, like, what is this? Like, why'd she do it? Like what happened? Like, but you know, like, like I said, so it's just one of those things where keep your head high in this dating world. Know that you have something to offer. You have somebody out there for you. And sooner than later, that person and you are going to find each other. So that's, that's what I'm going to conclude. I should conclude every virtual dating plus segment like that. You are going to find the person of your dreams. Amen. You don't have to worry about it. Like, so ghosting, no ghosting, it'll be okay. Um, that being said, thank you all for joining us. We're going to hit you with the rundown just to end it off. Shade, the Cold War beta is officially live. Are you excited? Call of Duty. Pow, pow. Rat-a-tat-tat. Yeah. Pew, pew. Well, I'm more excited for zombies, but yes. More excited for the zombies. That is an exciting thing. PS5 backwards compatibility with a question mark. PS5 released. So PS. So Sony originally said that they were going to make 90 or 99, some high percentage, some ridiculously high percentage of games backwards compatible for PS4 to PS5. You could upgrade. And they came out with a list today that well, it was only like 25 games or so, if that. Like, very, it was low-key. I think, I feel like they were, I feel like they had put out like an advertisement of like, hey, these ones are specially going up. But at the same time, they didn't say that. So a lot of people are assuming like games like Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto, you're going to have to buy again. 
I think uh, The Last of Us didn't make the list. I think Skyrim didn't make the list. Really? Yeah, Madden made the list and FIFA made the list. But here's the thing. NBA 2K and NHL didn't. They both come out at the same time as uh, FIFA. Hmm. All three come out within, you know, a couple weeks of each other. And then I was even thinking to myself, the show, like, you're not going to port up the show 20 for free. A new The Show comes out in February, I think. Like, we can't even get that. And so I feel like Sony just, I feel like Sony is cocky. They feel like they have all the exclusives and they don't have to do anything else. Like, their system, as far as, like, actual gaming goes, isn't better. I feel like they have no sense of, like, they said a streaming service wasn't viable. Xbox has a streaming service or, like, a Game Pass service where you get brand new first-party platformers for, uh, for like, you know, I think it's, like, 10 bucks a month, like a Netflix for video games or brand new ones. Sony's, like, that's not viable as they watch their competitor do it, like... And then Xbox is going backwards compatible to the dawn of the beginning of Xbox. Yeah. And then you have Sony saying like, yeah, we'll give you 20, 25 games on the PlayStation 4. So, I don't know. Baseball. Dodgers, Braves, NLCS. The ALCS. The Astros are cheating again, by the way. I don't care what anybody says. Astros are cheating again. They're in the ALCS, and they're looking to meet up with your Yankees, assuming they can beat the Rays in a winner-take-all game five tomorrow. Shade, thoughts on that? Go Yankees. Go Bankies. Like, there you go. Like, I It'll be interesting to see. I think Garrett Cole is going to ask to pitch. If he does, the, there's two questions. One, this will be the shortest amount of rest he's had in his career. And two... Uh, the second question is going to be, when does he come back for the, when does he come back for the ALCS game four? There's no, there's no days of rest anymore for baseball. So basketball Lake show up three, one, you know it one more win tomorrow night and it's all over. LeBron will be a champion again greatest of all time baby the i'm goal. excited i'm excited for that man too Nah, i still think jordan's the best of all time but lebron give him another jordan. year or two give lebron another year or two he's done a lot but just a little bit more i think lebron would beat jordan in a one-on-one though i think so too but that's i guess that's a different discussion uh in the world of hockey hockey is scheduled to come back right now they're hoping to come back in january so that should be exciting Normally, they start in October, but as you can imagine, since they just finished the season in October, that wouldn't make a lot of sense, now would it? Uh, and then lastly, Shade, Bly Manor. Are you excited? What is, the new Netflix. what is Bly Manor? What? I have not heard of The producer of sent it to you. It's the new it, uh, the trailer. It's the new show on um, Netflix. Their new scary show. Their I haven't seen this trailer show. yet. Okay, oh, wow. I'm watching Lie it. Manor. Uh, well, all right. Well, Shade's watching it right now. That being said, um, Shade, before you watch it, go on and play us off. Let me give you all some positivity. If you're listening to this, it's probably Friday. Maybe it's Friday afternoon. Maybe it's Friday morning. But regardless, it's Friday. And that means you made it through another week. 
You did it. You did it. You always, we always knew you would. We're proud of you here on the Fireside Chat, your virtual roommates. And uh, we hope you're proud of yourself. You did great. You're going to keep doing great. I know times are hard in this pandemic. We're all in this together. And uh, we're right here with you. So uh, with that being said, it's Jackie C. And Shade. Coming to you live from Shady Grove, 86.5 The Vibe, the fireside chat. And, uh, oh yeah, like and subscribe if you, uh, if you feel it in your heart to do so. Good night, party people.